In a world where women continue to break through glass ceilings, shatter stereotypes and redefine success, there are so many stories just waiting to be heard. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Katie Williams, and in each episode, we'll sit down together with inspiring female entrepreneurs from diverse industries, backgrounds and stages of their journey. We'll explore the lessons they've learned, the obstacles they've overcome and the advice they have for those who might be ready to take a leap of their own. I cannot wait to dive into the day-to-day realities of running a business, often while juggling other roles like being a mum or working multiple jobs. You can expect honest conversations, valuable advice and a whole lot of inspiration. So grab yourself a cuppa and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Biz Society, the podcast. I'm Katie and today... I am joined by Ruth. Would you like to start by introducing yourself and telling us about what you do? Yeah, so um, as Katie just said, I'm Ruth. I'm an offer creation strategist. And this is all about helping female founders, service providers uh, to put out offers into the world that facilitate uh, the life that they love. So building a business around your offers so that you can create more time freedom, create more space, um, and actually growing without limits. Because if you're a service provider, you're typically selling your time for money. And actually, we want to move away from that model so that we can create space to live life. Amazing. I have to admit, I have been very excited about this podcast. Obviously, I follow you on social media. And you know, I've been seeing your posts about do you want to stop trading your time for money, and things like this. And I'm like, yes, 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 I do. So I've been so excited to talk to you. So what's your background? Have have you always been an entrepreneur or have you, you know, come into it? So I'm going to give you the condensed version because my business journey has been an interesting one. Uh, So my background is in economics and finance. That was my first degree. My first job was as a business analyst. um, And then I moved into primary school teaching. Oh, wow. As you do, just Bit of, a, bit of a transition <laughs> um and actually I had a mental breakdown which meant that I left teaching and bought into a children's activity franchise business so my first business I was a franchisee um I was fully booked within a year but I was completely broke I was spending yeah. every hour working was not spending any time with my two-year-old and actually it got to the point where I could see all these amazing opportunities And I couldn't do anything with it because I had to follow the rules of the franchise. Um, After another year of trying to make some money out of running the franchise business, I actually terminated my contract. So we mutually agreed to part ways um, and I set up independently and started to pursue all of these opportunities that I could see um, and utilizing my skill set and education to go out into schools, do workshops, train staff teams, Um, in delivering STEM education. So STEM is science, technology, engineering, and maths. Um, And actually grew that business in two days a week around my second child, who was basically a baby. Um, So my business journey has been like all over the place, really. Um, I grew a membership site in the pandemic because I couldn't do anything in person um, and then went back to in-person after that. And was at the point basically of franchising my own business. Amazing. And then realized that the whole thing for me is about growing a business without limitations. And what does a franchise business do? 
limit you. It it's absolutely limited because you have to follow somebody else's way of yeah. running a business. Um, so I'd done all the processes, I'd mapped out the curriculum, I had all the systems and everything ready to go. And then I was like, I can't do this because it's just so out of alignment with actually what I believe to be true for yeah. actually you should be growing your business without limits. Wow. And that can be time limits or that could be offer limits, you know. Um, so I stopped. Wow. I stopped doing that and that's why I'm here. It's actually about enabling service providers to build the business their own way with their own skills putting their own offers out into the world and doing it that way amazing so how long have you been doing this only since the start of this year incredible so since january yeah wow and and what and what do you do is it um do you, is it one-to-one with clients that you work so until about two weeks ago it was all one-to-one and yeah. i have just launched or open the doors to my first group container, um, which is open enrollment. So it's a kind of growing container. Um, and it's, you know, that whole process of transitioning from one-to-one into group and how you facilitate the same transformation and all of that stuff is part of the process that I'm going through now. Um, but fundamentally, what it comes down to is having your own system, your own framework, your own methodology, that takes advantage of your skills, that creates a result that you can replicate. So whether that's through teaching others to do it themselves or teaching somebody else to do it for you in terms of growing team. So that's what the core thing is, is actually like, how can I take the knowledge in my head to create a result? And either how can I teach somebody else to do it for themselves or teach somebody else to do it on my behalf to help somebody else? That makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get my head around that for a second. But yes. Um. So obviously, you know, this business is new. What hurdles do you think you've have, have you come up against any hurdles as of yet? I mean, I think the hurdles that I've come through have set the stage for where I'm at now. So yeah. obviously going through growing a franchise business, being fully booked, but broke. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that whole type selling your time for money thing, it doesn't actually work when you reach full capacity and there's no way that you can earn any more money. So I've been on this journey of evolution and learning. You know, I've had to rebrand because I accidentally infringed on somebody's trademark. I oh. um, was accused of breaching my non-compete clause when I set up my own business, um, you know, growing, taking the business through the pandemic. Like there's been so many hurdles that actually, you know, the hurdles that I've had in this last few months of setting up this business haven't been that big by comparison. (laughs) Like, but yeah, I mean, it's been fairly easy breezy, really. No, Um, that is um, completely fair enough. What's been your proudest moment so far? I think for me was when one of my one-to-one clients that I've worked with just seeing her growth and her transformation and the confidence that she's had to actually start working with corporates and when she signed her first six thousand pound corporate deal that was like yes yeah it's that investment in her and her business like that's where my pride comes from is actually going you've changed so much and you've actually done it (laughs) So, well, it's yeah. amazing. It, it's somewhere between like 
having children and you know being proud of them but obviously yeah. you've got that teacher background as well yes so it it's kind of like that as well and you know they they go and do something and you're like yes <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um so seeing I think that's the thing is like seeing those light bulb moments and seeing mm-hmm. the change in in my clients as they do the work like that is that is why I'm here and it's why I'm doing it yeah absolutely so if you could go back to when you set up this business yeah what is one thing you would tell yourself when you were you know in the process of setting it up I think the major thing is trusting in your own capabilities because I think you know you can enter into business and forget all the skills that you've acquired to date you know whether that's through for me previous businesses and previous work but you know you've spent a lifetime acquiring skills knowledge capabilities that you can bring forward into business and I think you enter a new business and you feel like you're starting with nothing like you feel like you're starting from scratch and it's very easy to put yourself down because you're like oh but I'm not as far ahead as them I'm not as experienced as them I'm not as good as them and you end up stuck in this cycle of of you know self-doubt and looking at other people and kind of wishing to be like them but not actually doing the stuff that you need to do to be where they are yeah I think it's like having that faith in yourself regardless of what stage you're at in the journey that you can do it like you've got the skills and you're taking those skills and pushing them forward to that next level yeah absolutely and it's um I mean we're our own worst critics aren't we and it is it is I mean I we were talking before and I've said on the podcast before you're never going to get better if you don't just start no so it is yeah no that's that that's that's perfect thing to tell to tell yourself if only you could go back and tell yourself right (laughs) but I think I think the thing is is like you get there don't you like we all get there and the messy bit in the middle is actually part of the process too yes I I do think we just need to go for it get messy not be afraid of the mess yeah and then and make sense of it out the other end like yeah yeah and I think we need to remember as well like there's no time limit I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who is she's feeling a little bit negative that she's not pushing her business forward as much as she could do right now but she's pregnant and she's got other children and like I know you know it was probably just you know a negative moment and you know it's not a constant thing but I just said you know you're doing you're doing a massive massive job like you're growing a child and bringing up your other children there is no time limit to grow your business no exactly and it's recognizing the seasons isn't there there are seasons in life where actually your capacity to grow your business is reduced you cannot compare your business growth trajectory with you know a 20 something who's got no kids no responsibility yeah. like all you know and they're on social media all the time they've got seven days a week to dedicate to it if they really want to yeah. and that kind of reality you have to work 
and grow from where you are with the resources that you have. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, and it, and it's different every day. I had I've had a few people say, you know, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't. You know, not everything is perfect. You know, obviously I no. run two businesses and I have, you know, I do a few shifts for my mum to help cover my bills. I've got my two kids, but like my washing pile is massive. My washing up pile is massive right now. The other night when I needed to get some work done, the kids were sat in front of the TV for a few hours, you know, and I mean, they're happy. Obviously they love it. They get their technology. I don't hear from them, but it's not perfect. No. I'd I'd love that not to happen, but um, it's just, a, it's a juggle each day and it's, it's, and it's different every day. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking about that before we kind of pressed record is that yeah. actually, you know, you have to accept when good enough is good enough. Yes. And, you know, there's no point in getting to that, stuck into that perfectionistic thing of like everything has to be perfect. Everything has to run smoothly and all the rest of it. Like actually sometimes the plates will get wobbly as you're spinning them and yeah. that's okay. Absolutely. And I don't think anything's ever perfect. You know, what What even is perfect? Exactly. I, don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't believe in perfect. No, <laughs> no it's um, a waste of energy anyway. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you say stop selling time, start selling solutions. Yeah. How do we do this? Okay, so the first thing is actually getting to grips with who your ideal customers really are. And this is going deeper than the superficial. She's 25 to 30, she shops in Tesco, she drinks coffee, which is what all the ideal client avatar exercises tell us to do. They're like, imagine this person that doesn't exist, this cartoon character. I hate ideal client. I hate it. And especially when I've done tasks and it's like, write 40 sentences about them. And I'm like, I can't even think of 10. <laughs> the thing is, is what we want to be doing is developing a relationship yeah. with our customers. And actually fabricating this avatar doesn't help us to de- deepen a relationship at all. What we really want to be doing is actually understanding what's going on for them in a date, you know, in their day-to-day lives. Like what is the job that they're trying to achieve what is the outcome that they're looking for and what is standing in their way you know you're kind of thinking about the frustrations the knowledge gaps the financial gaps they might have what are those tantrums and throwing the laptop out of the window moments that they're having that you can come in and you can be like you don't need to have a tantrum about that like I can actually fix that for you I'm really good at doing that yeah. You think about a social media manager, how many of us are like, oh my God, I hate social media. So difficult to think of content ideas. And the social media manager comes on and goes, it's all right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's easy because it's that that's their that person's skill set. Nobody is good at everything. Yeah. So we need to find the solution based off what those tantrums, frustrations, irritations are. So that we can then start to create solutions that help that person. So we need to get away from the typical ideal client avatar right. crap. I like, like that. It just, just doesn't help. What we're doing is going into social media, 
going into Facebook groups and listening to what our ideal clients are saying. What questions are they asking? What are they struggling with right now? So that we start to build this picture of what they're thinking, feeling, saying, doing. We're keeping our finger on the pulse so that our offers are relevant to where our ideal clients are at right now in this time. Because if we do an ideal client avatar exercise when we start our business, we started our business two years ago, actually that whole process will have evolved because the world and the landscape has changed. Yeah. So we need to be having conversations when we're on discovery calls and that kind of stuff. We want to be getting to grips with what they're actually saying. And this is about not assuming, which is what the ideal client avatar exercise does, and actually listening to what they're saying. So that's step one. Understand your audience, really get to know them, build relationship with them, talk to them so that you know what's really happening. Yeah. (laughs) The second thing is actually knowing what you are good at. And this is kind of two-pronged because there can be things that we're good at that we don't enjoy. So what we want to be doing is actually looking at the things that we're good at that we also enjoy. Yes, definitely. That's the the sweet spot is we don't want to just pursue a strength because we're good at it if it's going to lead to misery. Like we're running our own businesses so that we don't have to do the stuff that we don't like doing. Exactly. And I've I've cut out a few like products and stuff because I was like, why am I doing this? I, I don't, I'm not enjoying it as much anymore or I'm, you know, it, I'm spending more time on it than I'm getting paid. It, it wasn't, yes. it wasn't worth it. It wasn't adding yeah. up. So yeah. yeah, I completely, I, yeah, I, I, I feel that one. Yeah. So make sure that you're leveraging your strengths, but actually in a way that you're focusing on the things that you enjoy. So if we're thinking about that, those tantrums, those frustrations, those chucking the laptop out of the moment moments that we can go, oh, but this is totally my bag. Like I love bookkeeping. So that's the thing that we do, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else is going bookkeeping. Geez, no thanks. But you know, you have to find your you have to find your thing that is going to solve a specific issue. Yeah. Whether that is social media, whether that's managing your bookkeeping, whether that's um, you know helping somebody with their self confidence so that they can go and stand on a stage and deliver a presentation to a hundred people at work, like whatever that is. Yeah, like we need to we need to know what we're good at doing and how we can use that skill to fix the problem for somebody so this is where we start to instead of selling our time like we're not selling three hours of social media support we're fixing the issue yes solving the problem um you know how do you use your proficiency in something to make someone's life easier how can you save them time energy effort make them money like all of these different things that people are looking for in their lives we need to find what it is that we're really good at doing and then what we want to do is turn that skill set into this replicable system you know you might have heard it called like your signature framework or your signature system and what we want to try and do is take our clients through a process so that we're not reinventing the wheel every time yeah Each time you start with somebody new, you follow the same steps to get to the results, to get to the outcome. Because as soon as we can take what we know and create a system around it, this is where we get that joy of actually being able to maximize the results in limited time because we become better at doing the process. So what might take us 10 hours at the beginning 
we could gradually get better and better and better at and do it in five. Well, all of a sudden, you're not having to sell your time for money anymore because you've sold this solution that once took you 10 hours is now taking you five hours. And actually, if you're really good at it, you can get somebody else to do it for you. Mm. So now that solution you've sold and somebody else is doing it for you. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to get to that stage. I'm in the, obviously I'm in the very early stages. I'm just, I'm building my website at the moment very slowly, Um, you know, working out the platform and, you know, what it does and how I use it. And yeah, it's just a constant, you know, there's constantly something else I need to do, but I can't wait until that's all set up. And then I can start putting systems in place and it will in theory, it'll all just become easier. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm not going to work today because I've got things doing their thing in I, theory. <laughs> so when I'm talking about this signature system, it doesn't need to be technology driven. Like you don't need a website to do this. No. Like it, if you were in the health space, then actually the first part of your your system might be to work out exactly what they're eating exactly how much exercise they're doing so that might be like step one it's like we review the landscape work out where you're at step two might be okay right we need to really sort out your sleeping habits because your sleep is terrible and if your sleep is terrible that's going to affect your desire to exercise what you want to eat the next day so we're going to nail that first and then we're going to go into looking at your um, nutrition and then we're going to look into designing your kind of exercise plan so actually that doesn't rely on having websites and technology in the background but what you're doing is every single client that you're working with you take them through that process yeah and you just know which step comes which steps comes next because it takes out the need to make decisions yeah our brains make thirty thousand decisions a day on average and we follow pathways that are well trodden we were saying it before when you zooms move the button for recording Your brain knows, because you've done it so many times, that's where the button is. And the button's moved, which now you're like, oh, I have to find it. And how much longer that's taken you to find the record button. It's the same with our business. If we're reinventing the wheel every time we work with somebody new, you know, if you're a VA and actually your specialty is in, um, you know, email inbox management and you're supporting you know, customers to have their queries answered. And then all of a sudden the client's like, oh, can you also do my social media? Well, actually you've got then this whole process of like, I need to learn the platform. I need to learn how to post. I need to understand like, you know, how the scheduling system works. And it takes you away from this streamlined system. And I'm not talking technology system, but this kind of, you know, internal system that you're going through on repeat because as soon as we can ease that pathway it makes everything much easier there's a reason why production lines work yes because one person is responsible for doing the same thing over and over again the next person is responsible for the next thing and actually if we can build that kind of process into our business and how we work with our customers that makes our life easier because we're not having to make decisions and me personally I would love less decision making hearing you say that we make about 30,000 decisions a day is just shocking but I you know my husband will tell you he'll ask me you know I do I do a meal plan every week and everything but if there's an evening that there isn't 
what do you want for dinner? Or what film do you want to watch? And I'm like, I don't know. Just don't make ask me. Yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't ask me. I'll know what I don't want to watch. Like if he yeah. says, says something, I'm like, oh, no, not that. But there are just times when I just, I can't make any more decisions. No. And it is even just from the the mundane everyday things, isn't it? Like, oh, what am yeah. I going to wear today? Or yeah. what am I going to have for lunch? But it it gets to a point, and it's, it's, I suppose it's more in the evening when I'm tired. Yeah. Like, don't ask me. I don't no, want to make right. any more decisions today. Yeah. And, it, you know, that meal plan is the is the perfect signature system for your week, right? Right. So you go, right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work out either what food I want first and then I'm going to food shop yeah. for that plan or vice versa. And then I'm going to cook what I've planned. Like yeah. that is a signature system, you know, plan out the meal, buy the food, make the food, eat yeah. the food, done. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I bloody hate it. <laughs> <laughs> particularly when you've made it and the kids are like that no, I don't like I don't like this it's like you ate it last week <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um so how do you plan your time are you um are you are you a, are you a planner are you a pen and paper girl or I'm a post-it note girl I love post-it notes um I plan in 12 week sprints okay um so essentially like the 90 day plan that's like that's a quarter, isn't it? Is that it is a quarter, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily follow the quarters. Okay. Because I factor in time off around school holidays and so on. Yeah. Um, so it's not I typically have three 12 week sprints in a year. Okay. Because obviously there's 13 weeks of school holidays yeah. chucked into the mix. <laughs> um, and I know that my capacity will be reduced in those times. So um so yeah, 12 week plans, set the goal. Typically it's an income goal because we're business owners and if we're not making money, then we don't have a business. So set the income goal, plot out the 12 weeks and work out what big activities I need to complete to hit that goal. So it might be running a webinar, it might be launching a new offer, whatever that might be, that goes in. And then I drill down into three to five daily habits Right. I'm committing to for 90 days so I don't need to make any decisions because I've made the decisions up front every day I go through the list so it might be post three times on stories post a reel go into a Facebook group and share my lead magnet like whatever that might be three to five of those and I do it every day wow and are you going to into it so we don't again with everything we don't need to aim for perfection yeah. We don't need to have 100% execution of these daily habits. Yeah. And we want to improve our execution over time. So okay. typically when you start planning this way, like 60% execution is fairly normal. Right. And what you want to do is incrementally improve your execution score as you go. And then you're aiming optimally for around 80%. Okay. So 80% execution should deliver the results that you want out of the end. Okay. Basically. Amazing. This, the 12-week plan is like what I will do as a minimum. Yeah. But there's obviously things that I can chuck on, chuck in on top if I want to. But if I haven't done the daily actions, I'm not allowed to chase any shiny objects. Okay. Is if it I haven't done the big tasks, I can't chase the shiny objects. <laughs> I'd be rubbish at that then. <laughs> is this a thing? Is it the twelve week plan? Uh, it's called the twelve week year. 
the 12 feet but by brian oh, moran i have downloaded that i think it's really good it's really good the book is split in two parts so the first part he sort of explains the process and then the yeah. second part is all about implementation so it kind of re-explains the process but then it's like go do the stuff amazing yeah i think i've downloaded that on audible yeah. so I'll, I'll... i would if you enjoy it on audible i'd recommend getting a hard copy okay because the actionable stuff it gives you like little tables and charts and stuff which you obviously Ah. won't be able to hear through audible okay but it's 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 a good it's a really good system for keeping focused particularly if you're shiny object oriented which I think a lot of us are because we're like oh that sounds exciting and that also sounds exciting yeah and that looks more way more fun than uh doing the admin (laughs) exactly exactly um and on planning do you do your own social media do you do you plan it I do do my own social media I do have a core content plan which I'm looking to turn into evergreen content so just recycled posts yeah um I need to find the right system to enable me to do that um but yeah social media is not my joy I was about to ask you if you enjoyed it. uh... Um, I'm very, very introverted. Mm -hmm. And I just find social media, I end up going on it because I feel like I have to. Yeah. And because I find the natural process of like interacting with people is quite a draining (laughs) process. I then end up being like, I'm just going to scroll and look at random people dancing on reels. I'm like, no, I've got to stop. (laughs) So I end up not doing the engagement side as much as I should it is draining it is I mean I love it and but I just think interacting with people generally is draining I mean I've obviously I've had a couple of Christmas fairs recently and by the end of it I am knackered not I think it's just talking to people all day and you know putting myself out there it is it's tiring yeah it is and I think there's always this kind of element in the background isn't there of like we're told society tells us not to be boastful and not to take up space and Mm. not to shout too loud and these messages that we hear when we're kids kind of stay with us yeah when you're on social media you're basically standing on a stage on a pedestal and you're shouting out like listen to me (laughs) which I think becomes like it's almost it's a subconscious battle yes that you're having with what you've been programmed not to do but you're doing it anyway oh my god absolutely and you know running a business you're literally you need to be like listen to me buy my stuff yeah (laughs) exactly look at look at my stuff and I I am I I'm not going to say I'm not good at it because I don't want to be negative but I need to work on like my, my my sales sort of part you know I I think it's just one of those I don't want to be a salesy person but I need to sell yeah so it is yes it's it's hard it's really hard but like with anything the more times you do it the easier it gets and actually Mm -hmm. we talked about having the system that helps you to deliver results you also want to have a system for your sales because as soon as you take out the decision making process and you just go into like almost like autopilot mode yeah 
that's when things feel easier. But you can only get to autopilot mode when you've practiced yeah. enough. You know, like when you ride a bike, they say, don't they? Like once you've learned to ride a bike, you always know how to ride a bike. Like you've got it because you've created the system in your brain that goes, yeah, this is how I ride a bike. I got to be honest. This is how this works. I'm pretty sure my my son, when he got on a bike, he hadn't been on one for a while. And then he went to go on one again. I'm pretty sure he kind of forgot what to do. All right, maybe maybe bikes aren't the best ah. thing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, it is. I think it's just it's doing it, isn't it? It's doing yeah. it. It's practice and it's putting yourself out there. And like a year and a bit ago, I didn't really even put my face on my social media. I didn't do story like talking to camera yeah. stories, and now I do them near enough every day. And, you know, I'm starting to work on lives. I've done a couple of lives. They still do scare me. Yeah. But the last one I did, I was a lot less scared than I was the first and yeah. second time. So I think it's just doing it, isn't it? And it is. It becomes it natural, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, they say that it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something. So actually, if you want to master your lives... <laughs> That's a, That's a hell of a lot of practice before you feel like you've mastered it. So, yeah. you know, I think you just got to go with it and not aim for perfection. <laughs> just keep no. going. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a master or just, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll settle for whatever comes after that. <laughs> um. Okay. What is your why? So I think I've touched on it already. When I was running that franchise business, I felt so boxed in and unable to be me, to do what I was good at in a way that I was good at doing it. That this whole piece around growing, growth without limits is my driver. Like my personal values are kind of autonomy, independence, freedom. I love traveling the world and all of these different things. And I think that means that you have to live a limitless life. Yeah. So it's both a personal vision and a business vision. I want to, for myself, live a limitless life, but I also want to enable others to grow a business that enables them to live a limitless limitless life. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. What are your plans for the future? Have you got any big plans? So business-wise, obviously, I've launched my kind of group container. So I really want to grow that so that it becomes this community of women who are striving to achieve limitlessness, if that's even a word. You know, like it would be amazing to have a community free from limitations. I think as women in particular, like society puts a lot of limits on us. Yeah. And when you enter into motherhood, there's a whole other set of limits that, that come Absolutely. into play. Um, so, yeah, that's really what I'm aiming for as a community of limitless women. Uh, but also what I would like to do is long term with the business is actually have an agency type model where there is more than just me helping people to work through creating their offers. So wow. taking the system that I have. Yeah. And giving it to them to help others amazing yeah but I mean this is you know this is planning far yeah. out yeah that's fine though it's yeah. it, 
is you've got to have goals, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Okay. Aren't you ready for the quick fire five? Quick fire five. Yes. Okay. Okay. Who is your biggest inspiration? Uh, So Charlie Day is my biggest inspiration. You probably know her. Um, I entered into her world literally like three months after she launched what was the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. I think she's called it something different now. It is. It is now. Yeah. um, Yeah. And her group is now sales is easy, isn't it? Exactly. Um, Charlie's awesome. Like if you want to sell with integrity and grow your business, like she is an excellent model of a female entrepreneur who is living a limitless life. Yeah. And growing a limitless business. Amazing. And it was actually Charlie who inspired me with like my long-term goal because, um, so I originally said I wanted to have the freedom to go on a couple of holidays a year and, you know, be with the kids. And then I heard Charlie say she went on holiday every single school holiday. Yeah. And I was like, right, that's my new goal. (laughs) My new goal is we're going on holiday every single school holiday. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a favorite business book? Uh, So obviously the 12-week year, which we talked about before, that wasn't actually going to be my answer. My answer is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Amazing. So we're listening to that, um, me and my husband. uh, We've got it on Audible and we've been listening to it as we go to bed each night. So yeah not too far into it but I'm really enjoying it yeah it's it completely transformed my life I I, like it's just a brilliant book brilliant do you have a favorite business podcast so we talked about this before we jumped on I don't actually listen to podcasts Katie I know that makes me a very terrible business owner because every business owner listens to podcasts apart from me no they don't honestly they don't and I think not that podcasts are a new thing but they are new to some people um, yeah. or it can be, I suppose, quite a a different concept to grasp. Yes. Um, and I was saying to you that I know some people just can't, it can't take to them and they need a visual. Um, so no, it's, it's absolutely fun. And I'm planning on launching my own podcast in January. So I do need to actually that get case, onto, like, do some research. Start, yeah, you're going to start listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can start with this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, what is your guilty pleasure? Uh, McFlurry. Sorry. Uh, no. I love a McFlurry. You don't, oh, yeah, I haven't had one for years. Yeah, they're so good. They're so bad, so wrong, and yet so good. <laughs> Absolutely. And do you have a favourite biscuit? Uh, so I'm actually celiac, um, which means uh, I don't eat biscuits really because the gluten-free oh. offerings are a bit poop. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, um, I make my own a chocolate chip cookie. Brilliant. Okay, what is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody just starting out in business? Uh, go for it. Just do it. We talked about like not having, trusting in your own self and just get started because you're not going to be perfect from the get-go. You need to hone your skill. Yeah. And the only way you can hone your skill is by doing. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. Let us know where we can find you. So I am mostly an Instagram hangarouterer. So you can find me at Ruth underscore Choi, which is T-S-U-I. 
underscore strategist. That is like my place to be. So you can come find me there. Amazing. Do you have a website? I do. It's in development. Um, It's ruthchoy.com. Amazing. Well, I will pop all your details in the show notes anyway, so people can come and find you. Thank you so much for being on today. I've absolutely loved it. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing to my channel and leaving me a lovely review. It would mean the absolute world. You can follow me on Instagram, find me at small.biz.society and come and join my Facebook group. We've got a lovely supportive community over there for women in business. And if you're a female entrepreneur and you'd like to come on here and have a lovely chat with me, send me a message. Just reach out to me. My inbox is always open. Thank you so much again. And I will speak to you in the next one.